Apostle John is known as the Apostle of Love for good reason. He wrote a wonderful, magnificent treatise on the subject in 1 John chapter 4. In this, the 24th edition of Sound Teaching, we're going to examine that text. Our text is a rather lengthy but inspiring passage beginning in verse 7 and going through verse 19. John wrote there, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us because He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Now, the most important thing of all, as revealed in this text, in the mind of John, was the need for love. Love for God and love for your brethren. In fact, here in this passage, there are three main points John makes concerning love. In verses 7 through 11, he emphasizes the need for us to love one another. In verses 12 through 16, he talks about love as being the identifying characteristic of God. Finally, in verses 17 through 19, he states that love brings about perfection or completeness in the child of God. In the short time that we have, I want to touch upon all three of these major points. Let's begin with John's exhortation for us to love one another. That is the exhortation, and he has a very good reason for encouraging us to do so. For love is of God. I think it is safe to say that different emotions and characteristics have different origins. When you consider evil, hatred, envy, jealousy, strife, and such like, you think of the devil. He is the author of such sinful things. However, when you think of love, and mercy, temperance, and righteousness, you think of God. As verse 8 states, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God is love. We have told our children that since they were very small. God is love. There is no greater truth that has ever been revealed to the mind of man. But remember the context in which this is revealed. It is to show why we need to love one another. We are to love one another because God is love. You can't claim to be like him if you do not love. The second point is with regard to love as being the defining characteristic of God. Notice again verse 16 of the text. We have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. 
And he who abides in him, in love, excuse me, abides in God and God in him. Again, God is love. It seems like I've already said that uh, over and over and over again. But isn't it interesting that John is emphasizing again and again and again that God is love? Once again, the important lesson for us is in the conclusion drawn by John. Since he is love, then, as we see here in verse 16, he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. You can't abide in God if you don't love. And then the third and final point has to do with the consummation of love. In other words, what is the final result if you incorporate love into your life as a Christian? And the answer is perfection. But perfection must be defined correctly. The phrase made perfect, as used here, doesn't have quite the same meaning as the popular definition of our day. The word perfect here comes from the Greek word teleos and means complete or of full age. What it refers to is the fact that love is the final and crowning characteristic of a Christian's personality. In effect, if you get to the point of loving, you have everything you need to live a life that is pleasing to God. When love is finally added, you have all you need to be fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Finally, in this text, we find the very simple statement, We love him because he first loved us. It indicates that God expects us to love him. God should be the ultimate object of our love. He deserves it, after all. He created us, and it's he who has given us a way out of the bondage of sin and the hope of eternal life. He loves you so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for your sins. Now, knowing all this, can you not find it in your heart to love him in return? Now, I pray for your sake and mine that we can't. But remember... Love is not as the world defines. God defines love. In fact, he said, If you love me, keep my commandments. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the Westside Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox, and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.